This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Now, please welcome your host, Nick Hancock. Happy Friday and welcome to the Your Harrogate Podcast, sponsored by our friends at Hacks with me, Nick Hancock. And if you are a first-timer on a Friday, Welcome. This is the, I think it's the only place really for some local life and some local bants to listen to these days. And we'll be talking all sorts of things to do with Harrogate in just a minute with today's special guest, Sharon Canavar from Harrogate International Festivals, including the Harrogate connection to a major book that's out at the moment we're talking about the early bird run crew which goes on in harrogate and of course we're talking about grove road primary school which has been our biggest story of the week quite rightly this week i did just say that we would start our podcast today with a load of mentions and if you would like to get in touch you can drop me a line anytime you like nick at yourharrogate.co.uk that's nick at yourharrogate.co.uk hello to chris and lucinda from event music who are going to be on with us doing something very christmasy next week sarah at synergy hair sue and all the other businesses from commercial street sue from crown jewelers in commercial street we're thinking of all of you guys at the moment and hello as well to Wahid who if you didn't see his amazing street food on our Facebook last night you need to go and have a look in fact you need to be you need to be doing all sorts of things you need to be following us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and you need to be subscribing to our Your Harrogate podcast as well coming up in a bit we've got our What's Hot guide talking takeaways and that's sponsored by Doors Direct but first our special guest today is Sharon Canova. Good morning, Sharon. And I have to just say, before we begin, I'm just putting out a warning that I've got two BT workmen outside my <laughs> kitchen window. And this, this is ridiculous. To, to upgrade my internet, and I only phoned up to try and get a cheaper phone bill, they've actually had to put temporary traffic lights outside my house no <laughs> I, how posh are you I, I just live on an a road that's all i think i think um i mean i could have been on the travel news this morning i was just I, gonna say about every commuter at least it's not busy at the moment is absolutely hating on you right now well here's the thing <laughs> I, actually i think the roads have been quite busy what what lockdown well, you say that, but I think the roads have definitely have been busy. Everywhere I've been is, you know, full of people, but lockdown is happening. And I know this because both of my children from two different schools are currently in isolation because they came into contact with somebody with it at school. So we're, have, we're back to old school, um, having to do everything with grace, you know, all the fractions and the English and everything else, and that, which is really hard um, and quite intense. And they're re- it takes for ages to do as well. Uh, and then Ben's trying to get his GCSEs done remotely with lessons which are being done with the kids who clearly are in school and then the huge vast swathes of uh, GCSE students who are isolating and all these kids on teams going, can't see the board, sir, can't see the board, sir. And the teacher's going, does it matter? It doesn't matter if you can't. <laughs> it's, like, it's carnage. I feel for everybody, honestly, and I cannot wait for them to go back to school. There is, I must admit, there is a lot more, isn't there, of that at the moment. It is pretty rife where people are, people have got kids off school or, or, or there's a lot of, oh, we're just waiting to hear to find out if we will yeah. be 
I see. So what do you think, what do you think difficult, I know everybody will have different thoughts, but what, what do you think is the best thing to do? Do you think, because I've seen that in, in Wales that they've, they've shelved the GCSE exams, haven't they, for next year? I definitely think, um, I'm the mum of a, a, a boy and not to be, um, uh, I do think it takes a bit for lads to find their stride when it comes to revision. And the other thing was that, you know, GCSEs now are not based on coursework they're based on final exam and if you haven't had that you know there was such a chunk that was missed last year which I think with the best will in the world or unless they change the syllabus is just going to be missed forever they're not going to be able to catch up um just because and then the the challenge is now of this kind of hybrid teaching of those in the classroom and those not um technical issues those who you know don't even have laptops or ability to log in remotely and, and that could be because they live in a rural area or because of digital poverty there's you know the, the gaps were big anyway and they're just going to get bigger so i think wales has done it scotland announced it you know uh, weeks ago now i think england has to follow suit but as with every other decision um we seem to have done it slightly later than anybody else once the temperature has been taken perhaps but, we, you know, it would be great if they could make a decision sooner rather than later, but I suspect we'll still be arguing about this come Easter. What do you reckon? Well, I think you're absolutely right. It does tend to be the the, the other nations go first and we and we follow. So my my son's seven and goes to a, he goes to a really small school. So he's kind of, I mean, it's still been, it's still been noticeable. Six months is a long time not to go to school. So even he's, his parents evening reports and we did it remotely they've always been perfect but the last one a week or two ago was like oh he is he does push the boundaries a bit more now you know he's not you know and it's yeah. you know so but I mean that could just be because he's related to me obviously but the, um, <laughs> but the so, so but I mean yeah it's it, it's it, it's a long time for, for any child but I, I really feel I think I think young people and old people are, are really having the worst the worst time of this in terms of the time you know what what a time yeah. it is to to be to be isolating and things so it, it's really really difficult and and it has been i think we're sort of a bit back to very similar to first lockdown this week because the grove road school story where there was an appeal for help because about 140 kids had to isolate which obviously knocks onto parents and everything that the yeah. response to that has been really heartwarming hasn't it this week Oh, it's been, I mean, I need to declare an interest because obviously it was, uh, it's a school where uh, G goes. So it's, you know, there but for the grace of God, you know, we all know about salaries and we're all supposed to have this three month salary tucked away, you know, but I've, any of my, I don't know anybody, we're all still paying off student debt and we're all so old, you know, <laughs> I mean, I did have a good time at university, but I, I just think it's one of those really difficult things. And if there's families in need who need, um, you know, this is beyond education and their access and everything else, this is about, you know, basic stuff, you know, are they warm? Have they got somewhere to sleep at night? And are they fed? And the bit about not being fed, there were families who were, you know, are really in need. That's one of the great things I love about that school. It's really diverse. It teaches a lot about the world. And, you know, we're very lucky to live in Harrogate in this bubble. But actually, um, Grove Road has this unique ability to attract uh, the widest sense from, you know, kids from all around the world as well, which is, you know, that, that diversity is really key. Um, so it's, it's a particularly special school and led uh, incredibly well. But when there was a call for help, as I say, I think they don't, you know, a lot of my job is sponsorship at the festivals, but most people that gave, gave, you know, amounts who either didn't have kids, weren't from Harrogate, weren't involved in the school at all. Um, we raised a grand over 24 hours to um, go shopping. Yeah. So it, 
it was a slightly surreal experience in Asda with 8,000 trolleys and um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my mum does a lot of outreach work at her school so she knew how to put all the bags so we packed all the bags that everybody got exactly the same but we got sort of a you know a 30 quid bag um, of really good stuff in a real a really good range because otherwise sometimes you know food banks have this issue where they've got a thousand bags of pasta and not to put with it so we tried to do it so there were meals together but ultimately it's about the generosity of everybody that you know in a difficult times for everybody that everyone reached into the pocket and you know hopefully you know it'll support a few families over the next few weeks and lots of people just won't realize how diverse it is the the, the makeup of all the different nationalities at Grove Road which is so special because actually that's the kind of thing that there's not enough of in in Harrogate so it's really as you say it's got to be celebrated it is I mean it's um yeah it's, it's fascinating there isn't it well, I think that's the thing. And when we looked around, because my eldest went there as well, because, you know, I grew up in this town, went away for the obligatory 10 years and came back. But Grove Road was sort of my catchment school. When I was growing up, it was always, oh, I'm not sure about that. Um, and then when we had uh, our kids, like, it was, oh, should we look? It's on our doorstep. And But actually, what really I loved about it, coming back from London, was this huge diversity and was this mix in English as a second language and, you know, kids with additional needs. And, and, and that's what the world is like. It's not this, you know, perfect, very monocultural, pretty wealthy town and bubble that we live in. There's a whole, you know, we have this odd microclimate in this town but the big wide world is out there and I think you know there's going to be a lot of kids who want to travel and get out and and see the world and, and Grove Road gives them the skills and the understanding and the wide knowledge to make their own decisions about life so you know I'm, I'm really proud of that school I think it's amazing. Oh, well, it's been it's been really nice. I think that it's just it, everywhere I've been this week and, and emails in about it and stuff. So it's been it's been one that's really got everybody's attention, which has been which has been great. So that's if you're great. if you're if you're if your family are are, um, are all at home, then I, I take it you've got more Netflix recommendations than ever. <laughs> Do you know what? I was really looking forward to this furlough. I had, you know, I had a bit of time. I was going to catch up on loads of stuff, but it turns out I've been doing other people's schoolwork and <laughs> now trying to manage HR for the festivals. <laughs> so there's a few things to talk about. Um, uh, nothing very deep, but I do want to just flag the newly child book, The Sentinel, which has come out, which is him passing the baton and co-written with his brother, who was Andrew Grant and has now rebranded as Andrew Child. Um, and it's quite special this because Lee Child's obviously the author of the Reacher books and he's um, been to the festival many, many times. And as you know, he said he was going to maybe either kill the character off or what that might look like. So this has found new life in terms of uh, the Reacher character. And what's really lovely is that Andrew, when he first started as a writer, was introduced on the Harrogate Festival stage by his brother Lee, I think in 2007 or something like that. So we've got, if you look on our HIF iPlayer, or HIF player, just to get it right. Um, you can go back and have a look and have a listen to that because we've got all the recordings from kind of archived crime on there. But I've just started that book and actually it's a, it's a great read and it's really interesting to see how the styles change. But there's loads of places you can get that and you can chuck that in with your shopping as well um, whilst you're going any of the usual supermarkets. Because <laughs> um, bookshops aren't open and you know you can support the indies I should say look at Imagine Things and also I know Waterstones are doing Click and Collect too so if you don't want to you know buy yeah. online and keep keep the high street going that's important Imagine too. Things are they doing a Click and Collect do you know are they doing a Click I think they have to say they've I think they good, are they've got a good website online. 
Yeah. She's got a great website. Um, you can certainly buy online and she's really active on Twitter as well. So if you've got any questions, do check them up at Imagine Things. The other thing, and this is, you know, not necessarily, I can hear my dogs in the background. I'm so, <laughs> it's better than so, BT. I've, I've locked them in and I've just heard one of them escape and run past. <laughs> Welcome to home learning. The other thing is when we talk about culture in its widest sense, it's about, you know, well-being and things that make your life better and enhance them. I just wanted to flag the early bird run crew is still very much going. Whilst people can't run together, they can run um, on their own. There's a great Facebook. Oh, my dog. Hang on. I'm going to shut that door. I think you might be eating one of your children. There we go. <laughs> this is where I really need to scream at my children. say, like, can you control the dogs? <laughs> Be on YouTube. So the Early Bird Run Crew, if you go and look at their Facebook site, they're really great. Everyone's running individually or in a two. Um, and it's even if you just want to set out running on your own, the support there is fantastic. Take a cheeky selfie, get out for a quick run. You know, it doesn't matter how fast you go, how far you go, but the support is engaging. It's a great community. And whilst people are in this, I guess, pseudo lockdown and, 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 and while, you know, it was great first time round because we had all this sunshine, longer days days you've got to look after yourself i would say the dark nights it's pretty grim when you're sat inside particularly either if you're furloughed or if you happen to work from home and juggle eight thousand things like so many people are make a bit of time for yourself and, and get out in some fresh air and you know the vitamin d is certainly not hurting in the current climate either it's such it's such a nice time of year this you know this early bit of winter when there's obviously leaves everywhere dark colors everywhere and stuff yeah it, it, I, I couldn't i couldn't agree more and in, in fact, yesterday I was saying on this how um, I, I'm, I'm very conscious of saying hello to everybody when I'm out, when I'm out for a run. Not many are saying hello back, to be honest. It's interesting, <laughs> lockdown one, everybody was very friendly. There was hellos, or morning, how are you? You know, people were, were, you know, that whole kind of be kind thing was everywhere. And then as lockdown eased, you know, people on the dog walk got a bit more sniffy again. Um, and then it's a happy medium. But I can't decide if people just get a bit worried about runners breathing all over them as they as they go past. Yeah, you know? I think so. I mean, there's a bit of that, isn't there? There's a bit of that, and 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 also and also, um, it, it, it's quite funny as well doing that sort of giving people a wide berth. So there's there's a point when you think actually I'm just endangering myself here because I'm just keep running into the road. <laughs> just, not sure, not sure that's uh, that's quite right. But yeah, I think I think the um, I mean it's better in person, isn't it? But it's such a nice group of people who do the early bird run crew, isn't it? It's such a diverse um, age range of people. It's such a nice mix of people. I've met so many different people from, you know, that I'd never have come across in my daily life. And actually, that's really good. And, you know, and, and I think, again, when you get to my age, your propensity for meeting people is either, either usually through the workplace, uh, which is, you know, which is great. But actually, you don't have those kind of weird social networks where you just meet new people all the time like you sort of do when you're in your you know teens and 20s so that's been really great to kind of get back to that and, and just you know meet a few different people out there and get some new networks and you know people basically are lovely yeah very good so very that's good. early birds so check that out on facebook and the one thing i would just have say have a quick look and i just wanted to mention was um and i don't know if you've seen it but the uh ballet dancer she was a principal ballerina who um has got a uh, dementia and I just want to talk a little bit about the power of music. And if you look it up um, anywhere, she was um, a prima ballerina who has got Alzheimer's and she um, 
she listened to Swan Lake. So she was totally within herself. Somebody played a Swan Lake and actually she started doing the hand movements and it all came back to her. There's a lovely video that's out there on the YouTube at the moment and you can find it on Twitter and Facebook. But if you just have a quick Google, if you want something that's a little bit feel good to, to have a look at this week, it's one of those really special vids where you get something in your eye and think, oh, actually, this is really special. And it just, you know, it talks to the power of music to connect with your soul and the fact that she could remember all these moves to this incredible piece of music um, and even get through through this really tragic illness. But if you want something to make you feel better and realise the power of the music and how you should just take yourself off and listen to something that really means something to you, that would be something I would definitely recommend you do. Good for the soul. That is very good. Yeah, that is definitely one that will make you cry. Sharon, thank you so much for that. We should do we should do something on we should do something on on um on music, shouldn't we? We should do something on on sort of power up tracks or 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 just or just songs you want to sing in your kitchen or something. Because thinking of things definitely appreciate we should do some more. sort of vote or something like that because it's kind of the, the tracks of your you know your your big club classic which are always fantastic right through to the ones that make you go faster when you go running or the ones that make you dance you know get the hips tapping when you're in the you know when you're in the uh, when you're in the kitchen cooking what do you think christmas will be like do you think it'll just sort of creep up on us this year or do you think it'll be it'll be some of those sort of things like christmas songs and things will be will be bigger than ever do you know, I was going to talk to you about this, actually. It was one of the things that I had on my little list and I thought we were probably going too early going for Christmas, despite the fact I'm already eating like when it's, it's Christmas. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's like one quid in the supermarket for, you know, for all the chocolate and all the Toblerone. Um, it's difficult because I, there's a few things coming on. There's the Ring Your Bell on Christmas Eve, isn't there, for Santa? But carols and that carol singing thing, is a, I think, and hearing the brass bands play, they're all the things that make me start to feel, you know, properly festive. Mm. And whether there's a carol singing on your doorstep or, you know, what we could do as a town could be quite special. You know, everybody getting their own bit of space on the stray and coming together to sing some carols. Well, you know, could be quite... oh, okay, right. Well, I think let's let we need to part that, don't we, for um, for another day. But there is, there's definitely, there's definitely something, there's something in coming together at distance. I definitely think so. Now, beyond the fact that everyone's going to be smuggling their granny in to the Christmas lunch, I think yeah. there's definitely something well, about coming together as a community. All, if we're all on the stray, we could all get the vaccine at the same time. Oh. <laughs> Have a word with the army and then jobs job sorted. Right, thank you very much for your time, Sharon. Have a lovely day and we will see you soon. Always a pleasure. Take care. The What's Hot Guide with doorsdirect.co.uk. For me to measure sliding wardrobe doors and interiors, visit doorsdirect.co.uk. My name's Ben Groom and welcome to another What's Hot Guide. It's a weekly guide that brings you all the latest events coming to your local area. As we know, lockdown two has seen a lot of businesses forced to close their doors for a few weeks, but a few local restaurants and cafes are still offering takeaways and could really use your support. Thug Sandwich Co, The Fat Badger, Will and & Vicks, and Mama Doreen's are among the Harrogate businesses still offering takeaway services. So if you want to continue supporting local during this second lockdown, head to the Your Harrogate website and click on the lockdown tab for a full list of local businesses that are staying open. And we at Your Harrogate know that it's hard to stay cheerful in this lockdown, but we've got some fantastic competitions available via our website that may go a long way towards cheering you up. This week, we launched our competition with Sykes House Farm 
that allows you to win the ultimate Christmas hamper. So that will cover your festive meal for the whole family, as well as your chance to win luxurious overnight stays at Hotel Devan in Harrogate and Marmaduke's Hotel in York. And keep your eyes peeled for a brand new competition launching next week. That'll be an exciting one for all you thrill seekers listening. Just head to the Your Harrogate website and click on the win tab. And that's it for your weekly What's Hot guide. Check back next week when we'll bring you some more hot happenings from across the area and try to keep you smiling throughout lockdown. The What's Hot guide with doorsdirect.co.uk. For made-to-measure sliding wardrobe doors and interiors, visit doorsdirect.co.uk. Thank you, little Ben. And happy birthday, little Ben, for Monday this week when little Ben from your Harrogate was 27 years old and the highlight of a lockdown birthday, going for a walk with his mum. You know, and if if I I said to little Ben, I said, if I told you 12 months ago, the highlight of your birthday will be going for a walk with your mum because she wasn't allowed in your actual house, you probably wouldn't have believed me. But there we are. That's very, very 2020. That's peak 2020. Now, listen, thank you so much to Sharon Canavar. Thank you to you for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, Hacks, tomorrow on the podcast. Oh, it's great. We are doing some baking. If you're into the Bake Off or you've got time on your hands, we're doing some amazing baking with superstar chef Steph Moon on tomorrow's Your Harrogate podcast.